Hey guys, it's me, Ishita. And today we're gonna be starting the 18th chapter, Home. So let's don't waste any more time and get started. Soon we had left the village behind us and were in the open country. There was no one else inside, just two of us, my father and I, tired but happy, striding out along the curvy country road in the light of the moon. I can't believe it, my father kept saying. I simply cannot believe it. We pulled it off. My heart is still thumping, I said. So is mine, so is mine. But oh, daddy, he cried like on a hand on my shoulder. Did we have a glorious time? We were talking right in the middle of a road as though it were a private driveway running through a country estate and we were the lords of all we saw. You realize, Danny, my father said, that on this every night, on this Friday, the 30th of September, you and I actually bagged 120 prime pieces from Mr. Victor Hazel's wood. I looked at my father. His face was alight with happiness and his arms were waving all over the place as he went prancing along the middle of the road with his funny iron foot going click, click, click. Roasted pieces, he cried out, rising moon and the entire countryside, finest and most succulent on earth. I don't suppose you have ever eaten roasted pieces, have you, Danny? Never, I said. You wait, he cried. You just wait till you taste it. Unbelievable flavor, sheer magic. Does it have to be roasted, Dad? Of course it has to be roasted. You didn't ever boil a young bird. Why do you ask? I was wondering how we would do the roasting, I said. Don't you have an uh, oven or something? Of course, he said. But we don't have an oven, Dad. All we do is bathroom burner. I know, he said. And that's why I've decided to buy an oven. Buy one? I cried. Yes, Danny, he said. With such a great and glorious stock of peasants on our hand, it is important that we have proper equipment. Therefore, we shall go back into the village tomorrow morning and we shall buy electric oven. We have got one at Wheeler's and we'll put it in the workshop. We've got plenty of electric bulbs in the room. Wouldn't it be very expensive? No expensive is too great for roasted peas in, my father announced superbly. And don't forget, Danny, before we put the bird in the oven, we have to lay stripes of fat bacon across the breast to keep it nice and juicy. And bread sauce too. We shall have to make the bread sauce. You must have never roasted peas in without lastings of bread sauce. There are three things you must always have with roast peas. Bread sauce, chipped potatoes, and boiled parts. There was half a minute silence as we both allowed ourselves the pleasure of dreaming about these beautiful food. I'll tell you what else we have got to get, my father said. We've got to get one of those deep freezers where you can store things for months and months and they never go rotten. Dad, I said, no. But don't you realize, Danny, that even after we have given words all of it to our friends, to Charlie Kinch and Redwood Clipstone and Dr. Spencer and not Soundwave and all of the rest of well, there's still about 50 left for us. That is why we are going to beat a deep freezer. But it'll cost the oil. And it worth every penny of it. Right? Just imagine, Danny, my boy, anything. Anytime we fancy a nasty roasted freezer for a supper, we all have to do is open up the lid of the freezer and help ourselves. Kings and queens don't live any better than that. 
A broad arm flew across the road in front of us, its great white wings waving slowly in the moonlight. Did your mom have an oven in the kitchen, Dad? I asked. When were you a boy? She had something better than the oven here. It was called Cooper. It was a very big, long, black thing, and we used to stock it up with coal and keep it going for 24 hours a day. It was never went out. We didn't have any coal. We used bits of wood. Could you use peas in it? You could do anything in it, Danny. It was a lovely thing, an old cooker. It used to keep the whole house warm in the winter. But you never had a cooker of your own, did you? Uh, Dad, you and Mom, when you got married, or even a woman? No. He said, we couldn't afford things like that. Then how did you roast peas in? Oh, he said, that was a quite trick. We used to build a fire outside the caravan and roast them on a spit, the way the kispies do. What's a spit? I asked. It's just a long metal spike and you stick it through the piece it and put it over the fire and keep turning it round. What do you do is put two part stick into the ground, one on each side of fire, and then you rest the spit on the forks. Did it roast them well? Fairly well, he said, but an oven would do it better. Listen, Danny. Mr. Wheeler has all sorts of marvelous ovens in his shop now. He's got one there with so many dials and knobs in it, it looks like a cockpit of an airplane. Is that one you want to buy, Dad? I don't know, he said. We'll decide tomorrow. We kept walking and soon we saw the filling station glimmering in the moonlight ahead of us. Will Mr. Rabbit be waiting for us, do you think that? I asked. If he is, you won't see him, Danny. They always hide and watch you from behind the hedge or a tree, and they only come out if you're carrying a sack over your shoulder or if your pocket is bulging out with something specious. They are carrying nothing at all, so don't worry about it. Whether or not Mr. Rabbits was watching us as we entered the filling station and headed for the caravan, I don't know. We saw no sign of him. Inside the caravan, my father lit the paffron lamp, and I lit the burner and put the kettle on us to make a cup of cocoa each. That, my father said as we were sat sipping our hot cocoa a few minutes later, was the greatest time I had ever had in my whole life. So guys, this was all about chapter 18. I hope you like it. I'll meet you tomorrow in the next chapter. That's chapter 19. Till then, stay tuned and take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>